your first or second time here, welcome. We're glad you're here. My name is Casey Hoffman. I've been on staff for probably, I don't even know anymore, 16 or 17 years. Graduated from OU, and I'm, oh no, guys. Oh, no, sorry. Okay, and this is my beautiful family. You probably heard Jason Hoffman speak last week. He kicked off the series that we're talking about this week. And my eldest daughter is here, Maddie. She's in the white, and Caleb's next to her. And then you see Gabby in Jason's arms, and then our youngest, Julia. So you'll probably see them kind of throughout the semester joining me, lining up in a row with their books and activities. So feel free to say hi to them if you see them. So I've been thinking and talking a little bit about how I remember being a junior in college and sitting in a very similar seat as you find yourself in. I remember coming to 180 and feeling overwhelmed. It kind of felt like in middle school, having to pick a table to eat at, like, where do I go? I don't know. And, um, but yet I also felt really encouraged that I wasn't the only one that wanted to seek after God and know him more. And being able to look around the room and to see so many other people wanting the same thing as we praised the Lord and worshiped him and as we learned from the word. And so essentially even tonight we find ourselves all here because we're curious about God and wanting and we want to know him more. We are currently in a series called Guarding the Deposit, the Doctrine and Devotion. As Christians, we're called to pass on what we've learned about him to other people in hopes that they themselves would also share the things that they're learning about who God is to others. God calls us to know him better by understanding our own faith in a deeper way. And so each week we're focusing on a topic or doctrine and learning how we can keep that according to God's word and how it helps us to know God in a deeper way. So tonight, we get to talk about scripture. Okay, we're going to talk about scripture. I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but when I was growing up, I would pull out my teen Bible. I'd be in bed, getting ready for bed. I'd open it. I'd, I didn't really know anything about the Bible, so I'd just plop it open and really hope that it fell on the New Testament side because I felt a little bit more comfortable with <laughs> reading that versus the Old Testament. But I would just kind of read randomly. And I had my highlighter and my pen, and we kind of underline and highlight random verses <laughs> that I look back on, and I kind of laugh now because I'm like, why did I underline that? Um, and so I would read it for a few minutes, and when I felt like I'm done, I would just kind of close it, put it on my nightstand, go to sleep. It didn't affect me. It didn't change the way I thought. I didn't think about it after that. But then the following night, I'd pull my Bible back out and open it up and kind of do the same thing. And this you know, cycle would kind of keep going. See, I knew there was something special about the Bible. I knew it was a good thing that Christians read their Bible, um, but I didn't really know why. I didn't really know much about the Bible except that we should read it. But then I did, and I never really understood it. And so I think as Christians, it can be easy for us to approach God's word in this way. Reading it because we're supposed to, that's what good Christians do, got to get my time in with a word, and then we put it, shelve it, forget about it. Yet I think God wants more for us. And tonight I want to share truths of the Bible that people have, been, have believed for thousands of years. 
that these beliefs aren't new. I didn't just come up with them. They have been passed down by generation to generation, standing the course of time. And so I'm going to talk about four truths that we, we will be dis- discussing and in how scripture is authoritative and true, how scripture is alive and active, how scripture is worthy of delight, and how scripture is to be lived. And yet, these are truths that aren't passive in our faith. We don't just get to inherit, like, inherit them. They're, we have to actively believe them. So I'm going to pray before we kind of jump in. And so, here we go. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for this time and this evening and for all the people you have sought and brought here tonight. I pray for our hearts that we would have open ears to hear you and to see you more clearly. Pray these things in your name. Amen. Okay, the first that we're going to talk about is scripture is authoritative and true. So when, I, when you hear authoritative, I can only imagine maybe some of the thoughts that come to mind. You think of this powerful person who's going to dictate what you should do, and if you don't do it, you're going to be in trouble. And that's not what we're talking about. Actually, the definition of authoritative is that you are able, like, um, that it can be trusted and seen as accurate and true, that it's reliable. And so as I talk about, if you, as you hear this word authoritative, that is the context and definition with which I'm using. And so 2 Timothy 3.16 says, um, mentions, Paul lists four ways God's word is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And so um, scripture does instruct us how to live. It is a good book to look and to read um, and tells us good things to do, not only in what we should not be doing, but also in how to live holy lives. And for scripture to be useful, we must also understand it, right? And so this happens through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. There's no secret code. We don't have to worry about feeling left out of anything. Um, The Holy Spirit helps us to see and know God's word as we study it, and hear it proclaimed and taught. The authority of any particular instruction flows from the authority of the person giving it. Uh, Who it comes from impacts how much weight it carries. And so as you think about your relationship with God or how you view God, it will impact how you see his word and how you approach it. The reason scripture carries or should carry so much authority over our lives is because it's breathed out by God. And we're going to look into that a little bit more of what that means. Um, is that the right one? Okay, yes. Um, and so it's breathed out by God, which means that scripture is also inspired. And so these might be new words, they might not be, but if you listen to any podcast or any sermon on scripture, these are going to be really important words for you to know what they mean. Um, we believe scripture is inspired. And as we talk about scripture being inspired, we mean that the very words being used and also in the fullness of scripture, so from beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, we believe is inspired by God. So when I talk about being inspired, what I'm not talking about is, say you go to College Green, you see the leaves changing, maybe a beautiful sunset with like pink, purple, and orange in the sky, And, you know, the lights on campus are on. It's this beautiful night. And you just feel inspired to paint something.
something or to write a poem. That's not what we're talking about. It's not this feeling that people get. Um, and it's not that these um, biblical authors just wrote something down and then God looked at it and said, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, that's good. And so we believe that scripture is actually the words of God. And we see that in 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And 2 Peter 1.21 says, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so inspiration has to do with God's word coming directly from God himself, okay? God did not mechanically dictate. He didn't take over these men and say, this is, these are the words I want you to say. Um, but you can actually see as you read the Bible, you can see in the books the different personalities um, come out. Their style and vocabulary are different. So if you read some of the Pauline epistles, you'll see the rich, thick paragraphs that you kind of have to break down a little bit more to understand. And if you read the Gospel of Luke, you'll see the detail and meticulousness which, which, with which he talked. So you can see the personality of the biblical authors coming out. Um, God supernaturally directed the process, as we see in 2 Peter 1.21, so that the very words they recorded are his very words, as we see in 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. And that, we're going to move into inerrancy. <laughs> and this means that we believe the original manuscripts of the Bible are entirely truthful and without error in all it affirms. Psalm 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And the law of the Lord is God's word, is perfect. I am standing here not as a critic. I'm not even close to being a critic of scripture, yet I'm sure you, it wouldn't be hard to find them, right? Maybe a professor, maybe a friend, I don't know. It wouldn't be difficult. Um, Yet I think it's important, to t as we think about this, to take a step back by like 1,800 years or more, <laughs> knowing that this isn't new. Critics of the Bible are not new. They have been around for thousands of years, um, trying to refute and overthrow the Bible. Yet the Bible is still standing and is true for millions of Christians. Bernard Ram, he's a theologian, says no other book ha um, has been so chopped, knived, sifted, scrutinized, and vilified. What book on philosophy or religion or psychology or belles lettres of classical or modern times has been subject to such a mass attack as the Bible, with such venom and skepticism, with such thoroughness and erudition, upon every chapter and line and tenet? The Bible is still loved by millions, read by millions, and studied by millions. And so others have tried to tear the Bible apart to claim its errors. Many have thrown accusations against it only later to find out through more research and learning that their hypothesis was incorrect. As Mary Wiley says in her study of everyday theology, God has come near to us by gifting us his word. When it comes to the grand narrative of scripture, there's no loosely based on a true story. It's 
all true, which should compel us to obey and worship him. Not saying you won't have questions or confusion or maybe things that seem contradictory that will happen. Yet I know that as I approach the word, when I think back to when I first started reading it, I remember sitting with my mentor and being like, wow, Jesus was really mean sometimes in how we responded. Yet, as I now have studied the scriptures, I see his heart more. I understand where his response is coming from. But at the time when I first read it, I was like, this is kind of mean. And now I understand it more fully. So authoritative, inspired, inerrant. Which of these words are new to you? Is there one that you question or doubt and why? And I would encourage you, if you do, talk to your, talk to your community group leader about it. Talk to a staff person about it. We're here for you. Um, and we probably had similar thoughts as well. I have plenty of questions and confusions about the Bible, yet my belief that the Bible is authoritative, inerrant, and inspired isn't based on others' opinions or thoughts. It's based on the character of a God that cannot lie or falsify. That takes us to the second um, truth. Scripture is active and alive. Scripture in our walks with God, it's like water, soil, sunlight to plants. Taking in scripture through reading, studying, meditating, memorizing will bring forth growth and change in our spiritual lives. And as we continue to open his word on a consistent basis, we'll begin to see our motivations, actions, and begin to see our true self more clearly. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Doesn't that feel vulnerable? <laughs> um, the word is alive and active, working powerfully to accomplish God's purposes in and through you, and also showing our needs for Jesus, which leads us to the third truth. Scripture is worthy of delight. I don't know about you, if you ever approach reading the word and you're like, I'm filled with so much delight. Um, but it is. We can do that. We just talked about how scripture is like a double-edged sword cutting through the hardest of hearts. But also, it reveals his love for us as his children. It can be easy to see scripture from an arm's distance away and approve of it, or maybe disapprove of it. But it's a whole other thing to take the scripture and sit and reflect and marinate in it. When we meditate and memorize scripture, it like seeps down into the crevices of our heart and soul. We will begin to want to obey him, not of obligation or duty, but out of desire and privilege, which is what he wants. Psalm 1-2 says that the happy man delights in the Lord's instruction, or his word. And as we know God more through his word, we'll begin to see him as he truly is and we'll want to obey him. The last truth that we're going to talk about is scripture is to be lived. All right, can you think of a time that you heard something but didn't do it? So your mom says, hey, clean your room before you go out. You heard her, right? But you don't do it. Or your roommate says, hey, can you turn down the TV? You hear them, but you don't do it. 
or maybe you're in class and the professor says, do not look at your phone while you're in this class, but then you look over and you see people like hiding it under the table. Um, so these are moments where you've heard something but don't do it. And actually scripture kind of calls us out on that too. <laughs> James 1.22 says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Yikes. Um, we taught, so this idea that as we sit, reflect, meditate, memorize, that we, we actually want to be putting these words into practice to help creating us into more of God's image, to change our attitudes and thoughts and beliefs to match more of Christ. And so we talked um, about, we talked kind of a lot in such a short amount of time. I feel like it, everything's just kind of compacted. I kind of want to sit and do a talk on like each one of these. Um, but we talked about scripture as authoritative and true. It's alive and active. It's worthy of delight and it is to be lived. And for us to know and experience God more, believing and approaching scripture in these ways, it will bring forth a depth in our walk with him that I know we all want. Um, And so what do you think crew could look like if we all committed to believing and living these out? To start sitting before the word, desiring to delight in it and live it out. How would this change our hearts and our community? How could this change this whole movement and maybe even impact this campus? Um, there's no limit that we can put on what God can do in and through us. Um, and if you aren't sure how to get started, again, I feel like opening the Bible and studying it, I, I always feel insufficient. I always feel like I don't know enough. Like in Bible study, I'm like, oh gosh, I need to just stay quiet because they know a lot more than I do. I don't want to look like I don't know anything. Um, but God wants us all to get started. He wants us to be in his word. And so if you have questions, you can always head to the crew app and click on wanting more information about the Bible reading team. I'm totally going to plug you guys. Yes! Um, 6 to 7 p.m. next Friday in Cordy 110. People who want to study the Bible, go check it out. Um, get plugged into a community group if you haven't already. And if you aren't plugged into one, come talk to me. I would love to get you connected. Um, find a friend to just go read the Bible with that you can ask questions. Um, and come to leadership retreat this weekend. We, the Bible is going to be taught. You will learn, I promise. The, the great thing is just to get started. So more than anything, I hope you walk away tonight with a deeper desire and a way you can move towards scripture even now, even tonight. God wants to reveal more about himself to you. Let's pray. God, you are gracious and good, and I'm so thankful that you have given us yourself um, through your son, Jesus, and through your word that we can know you more, God. You desire for us to give you our hearts, um, to seek you, and to find you, and so, and you promise that you will reveal yourself to us, and so I just pray that you help us to give next steps um, to love your word more and to find delight in it. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the 180 Podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU, or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at OU.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the Learning